Welcome to the Sing When You're Losing podcast, a podcast about resilience. I believe that setbacks and struggles aren't meant to stop us, they're meant to teach us. Across this series, I interview athletes, coaches, managers, trainers, and more so that we can glean from their wisdom and learn from their stories for how to sing when you're losing. In this episode, I get the privilege of interviewing Charlotte Ford. Charlotte is the founder of Elevate Fitness and Golf Fitness Wirral. Charlotte is an experienced personal trainer and has been in the fitness industry all of her adult life. She is passionate about fitness, health, and just generally making people's lives better. She is a creative entrepreneur with a great future. I hope you are as inspired by her story and enjoy listening to the interview as much as I did doing it. This is the first live and in-person interview of the series, and the video is also available on Sing When You're Losing YouTube channel. So get comfortable and join me, your host, Buddy Owen, as we all learn to sing when you're losing. This morning, we have the great privilege of having uh, on the podcast, Charlotte Ford. So Charlotte is a a little bit different to some of our other guests. She uh, is not an active elite athlete, but she does train athletes and has taken a particular interest in golf fitness. So I thought it'd be really interesting if any of you are like me, then uh, anything to help the average golfer uh, get a handicap below 18 would be amazing. So we're gonna talk to Charlotte this morning, find out a bit about what she does, where she's based. The accent will give some of that away once she starts speaking. So we're gonna find out about Charlotte and uh, a little bit about what she does, the kind of work that she does, uh, and how we can improve our basic fitness. And this is for everyone, not just for the golfer, but let's get to know Charlotte a little bit. So this is actually the first time that Charlotte and I have met face-to-face as well. It is, yeah. Yeah, so good morning, I'm, Charlotte. I'm, as, as privileged as you. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think you'll realize that you're not. But <laughs> it's really good to meet you this morning. Oh, no, I knew too. Um, and you haven't followed us for the last uh, half an hour. We were be, meant to be interviewing somewhere else, and it had a tin roof. And, of course, the heavens have opened, as it is the northwest of England, and it sounded like golf balls <laughs> dropping on the roof it above did. us. So we've had to find an alternate venue, uh, but we have, and we're here. So Charlotte, tell us a bit about yourself. Where are you from, your background? Okay, Uh, so I'm originally from Warrington. Uh, Which is where? This is in the northwest of England, so just in between Manchester and Liverpool. Um, So yes, a bit of rivalry in the household already due to football clubs, but you know, (laughs) that's another story. I moved to the Wirral in 2012 with my partner. Um, We've got two children, two daughters. um, And yeah, it was probably the best thing that we ever did in terms of school-wise, obviously friends and opportunities for business as well. Great. So you live on the Wirral. Yeah. And you've started your business, which is called... Elevate Fitness and Training. Elevate Fitness and Training. Now, Elevate is not spelled the normal way that people spell elevate. And that's because you don't know how to spell elevate. (laughs) There's a reason that it's spelled like that. There is. Um, So obviously I've just mentioned my two daughters and their names are Ella and Ava. So that's how the brand was created. Um, Originally created as just 
a name to be honest with you it was just a name that I used to use on my freelance invoices it was never meant to you know head in this direction and evolve the way that it has done so obviously great that makes me very proud <laughs> so if people are googling uh, elevate fitness to try to find more out about you yes. Charlotte it's Ella as yes. in E-L-L-A yes it is. Ava A-D-A yeah, I think it's yeah. So if you are watching the video version, the uh, banner behind Charlotte says "Elevate Fitness." So, how did you get into fitness then? What what led Ooh. you in this direction? <laughs> um, it all started off as oh, I could say probably as young as three, four. Um, I my ambition in life. Well, I did really want to be a gladiator as well, actually. Um, but <laughs> I used to watch my mum and sister do the Rosemary Connolly uh, workout video in our loft, and I just loved this woman. I loved the lycra. I loved the whoop whoops. I, loved, <laughs> I just loved the energy. I loved everything. Um, I loved every about everything about watching this woman and what she did. Um, so I always wanted to be an aerobics instructor. Um, I was from a very sporty family, so my dad played a lot of sport, um, mainly racket sports, but it was just always, my, my brother played rugby. Uh, you know, we were a very sporty family. Um, in school, it was something that, you know, drove me forward. I wasn't really interested in anything else but sport pursued it and continued in college. I played netball for Cheshire um, and then I fell pregnant. <laughs> I fell pregnant at the age of 18. It kind of was like, right, okay, let's turn this into a career now. So, um, And went. just for anyone, maybe the Americans listening, netball. So oh, netball yeah. is really, it's a sport that's played where the ball is screaming, I would rather be a basketball. <laughs> Yeah, but right. you're not allowed to yeah. bounce it. <laughs> you're not allowed to hurt that ball. You're not allowed to bounce it. No. Or move with the ball either. Yeah, so uh, so you played netball. That was your main sport? Yes, that was my main sport, yeah. Okay. I was I, I was athletic, but it would, I was a sprinter, so it was kind of, they're gone, let's get into the teamwork. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, netball was my main sport. Um, I, after college, I started working at what was JJB Sports, so that's how old I feel now saying that, um, now DW. So when you say after college, here in the UK, that yes, means you were 18 years old? 18, yes yeah, it was, so yes. so that's sixth form college, which is kind of like high school in the yes, States. Yeah, um, and I started off as a receptionist and I was just teaching classes, I did my level two aerobics, I went onto the gym floor and then just progressed from there really through different commercial commercial gyms and leisure centers. Okay, so you worked in the gyms, uh, you mentioned David Lloyd earlier yes, was one of the places yeah. you worked, so what were you doing in those gyms then? Um, so I progressed onto management in a, a really small gym, at a, well it's a leisure center, it was a council leisure center um, called Kingsway, um, coincidentally that's where I met my partner too. Um, but yeah, I started off basically running classes on the gym floor and then progressed into gym management and from there moved on to David Lloyd's and continued the management. Um, it was really, really good. I absolutely loved working there. I was actually seconded to a second site 
in my first year of, within management there. Um, so I was managing about 80 people, I think, at one stage. Um, but how I, old? Um, I was 23, about 23, 24. Okay. Um, so big task and I think it really pushed me to mature, obviously having a child young and then you know, having commitments like a mortgage at the age of 18, you know, it just really got me stuck into work. And as I said, I love David Lloyd, but I quickly learned that there wasn't much progression for me there in terms of what, what I wanted to achieve. So every time I kind of stepped up a notch, it got me further away from fitness. So in order to become a general manager, you've got to be sales or operations or food and beverage. And I was like, no, I just want to be fitness. I just want to be on the gym floor and, you know, teaching classes. Um, and my my old general manager, um, he actually left and started up his own business. And it was him that kind of guided me almost, which he probably doesn't even realise that he did. Um, but he had... He, he, oh, <laughs> I'm going to put it. He had the... Oh, the motivation to kind of pursue this career outside his norm despite that that was what he loved but he explained to me how far away that was from what I actually wanted so general management you sat behind a desk you're working with numbers and even though I really like that I need the I need the two sides so I need the interaction from the people I need and he helped you realize he, that he really really helped me nice. realize that that wasn't the the pathway that I wanted to take yeah hence elevate being born <laughs> okay so you're in management but you really wanted to be doing more fitness so how did you make that transition into running your own business then um well it actually came from an opportunity um of opening a new gym in Heswell um, in 2017. Um, so I met, coincidentally, um, met two guys in um, in a bar. <laughs> this is, it sounds really dodgy, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, but basically they were looking for somebody to open up a gym with. Um, I just looked at the opportunity and thought, okay, this is great because it's exactly what I want to do but I don't actually necessarily have to invest any of my own money into it. So I can take this opportunity and basically see what it is to run my own business and operate the business throughout, you know, from start to finish design, you know, the gym, you know, pick out the equipment, um, do all the pre-sales. And that was a really nice conversion for me because I was still management, I still recruited my team, but I was still teaching classes, I was still PT and I was still very much on the gym floor. So that was the real nice kind of transition from commercial into independence for me. Um, Elevate at that time was still hiding behind somebody else's brand. Um, so it was only in September of last year when Elevate for me really kind of came into its own um, and that was when I was invited to St Lucia to tutor a group of fitness professionals um, in the Body Holiday Wellness Resort which is absolutely Just incredible. Just sounds awful. If, uh, <laughs> sounds if, <laughs> please you need to visit this place it's <laughs> like heaven on earth um, but yeah that was the first time I've ever really done anything from my own brand 
and it was 100% the highlight of my career, <laughs> 100%. Um, it was so amazing and so incredible and, you know, I was so fortunate to be offered that position to go over and take my family as well wow. in this lovely resort. So that was how kind of Elevate was born and I kind of moved away from the gym and thought, no, it's, it's strong enough to stand on its own. <laughs> Very good. So that was less than a year ago. Less than a year ago, yeah. Excellent. Now, what got you, so you, you've always been into fitness. How did you come to focus on golf fitness? Because that's, that seems to be a major stream for you now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, well, first of all, I got into golf while I was in college. So I used to play it not frequently, but I just enjoyed, I just enjoyed it. It was kind of a, a little release from me because as I said, I'm very, I was very athletic, but in terms of everything is high impact. So even, you know, even just recently when I was teaching classes, it was all high energy, you know, you spin in your body attack, um, which, and, and Thai boxing as well. I was a, a Thai, Thai boxer. So that didn't help when it came to the amount of injuries that um, I obviously got. <laughs> I obviously got from. Um, so I had knee surgery, double foot surgery, broke wow. both my toes, um, and I came to the realization. It kind of, you know, it went full circle, and I really wanted something where I could just have that kind of release, that me time, you know, away from the kids. But I still liked playing a sport. Um, I did try and go back to netball didn't work um, so uh, in terms of the golf I started playing again when I was in David Lloyd um, I found a nice little course um, I bought a new set of clubs and you know where it's like as soon as you buy new clubs that's it you're out there um, had a few lessons and it really it reminded me of what it felt like when I was back obviously back in college and using that as a release and it was just really exciting for me um, the problem was I didn't have anyone to play with at that time, so I didn't get out as much as I would like to. Um, when we moved over to the Wirral, I did meet one of my friends who, it was crazy, it was about six months down the line of a friendship and we realised that we had golf as one of our common interests. Um, and she'd go out but play with her son, so didn't really enjoy that side of it. And I'd be out playing with Mike, maybe, and I really didn't enjoy playing with Mike because we're too competitive. Um, so we started playing again uh, together, and again, it's just for me, I just absolutely love the sport. And when you love something enough and you're fortunate enough to have your own business, why not combine the two? And you know, when we were playing in competitions, she'd be like, How many lessons have you had? And I'd be like, Three. And she'd go, So how can you hit the ball that far? And through studying it, I really realised how much my fitness and my background, my strength training, how everything kind of combined into one and thought, wow, I actually think that golf isn't just a game based on skill. It's actually, you know, your physicality for golf. Um, because she'd been playing a lot longer for me. She's had a lot more, more lessons. I could drive the ball. I still can probably drive the ball two to three times further than she could and it and you know I'm talking about someone who doesn't exercise often she won't mind me saying this but yeah she doesn't exercise often um, and this is where I thought wow 
people don't really realise how physical golf is and they'd be shocked when I said that I played golf because they'd be like, you play golf? You know, we think that it's, you know, a middle-aged man's hobby, you know, and that's very much how it's been perceived for a long time. And you see the Americans and they do it so well because, you know, they're so much further advanced than we are in terms of the golf fitness. So it really drives me, in fact, to find this niche in the market and think, hold on, why is nobody doing this? And especially in our area, I know that I'm the only person who's got my TPI um, fitness qualification and it just baffles me because when you see how many golf clubs there is, how many golf coaches there are, it's just an area that you know needs to be highlighted really. Um, and as I said, the Americans do it great. I think in the recent weeks with Bryson DeChambeau and his change, I think you know when you look at the likes of Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy, their promotions through you know Nike Fitness and you know it really has changed the game. And I want to kind of I want to be part of that change as well. Yeah, I was just just as yeah, as you were as you were talking about that, I was thinking. Uh, I mean, I, I completely agree. I, I think Tiger Woods changed the game of golf. Uh, yeah, he his a lot of people think that it was just this natural ability that he had, but actually that wasn't true. He was the hardest worker in the game. Yes, yeah, uh, and he took fitness to a whole new level. Yeah, in the game of golf, and you then brought up Roy McIlroy, who has kind of followed that example, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Almost to uh, to his detriment, really, like Tiger, who's now suffering with, with back injuries, problems yeah. and knee injuries and everything from overtraining. Yes, yeah. Roy started having some of the back problems as well, hasn't yeah. he? And, um, so it's about getting that balance, isn't it? It is. Definitely. So who, I was going to say, who other than maybe Tiger, who is has changed the game of golf forever, who are the ones on the PGA Tour or even the LPGA, if you yeah. can think of any of the ladies, who you use as your examples? Um, oh, that's... A, see, for me, I look at... It's more of a natural build, but Dustin Johnson. So his athleticism, he, you know, he's, to me, in my, in, in my opinion, he's got a real correct balance. But it's so difficult because everybody is everybody's in you know an individual so not everybody's somatotype will hold certain shapes so you know as i mentioned obviously Deshambo before people may look at him and go yeah i'm gonna go and get in the gym and real bulk up but he's not he's he's you know done it really well in the fact that he's not he's not lost any of his flexibility or mobility range of motion or anything like that around the joint he's really studied it and to see what suits him um and that's that's what i do as a personal trainer you know i had somebody message me the other day what can i do to lose weight and i was like wow it's not you know <laughs> I, i'm not just going to text you and go this is it yeah. i was like i just need to know <laughs> exactly you know you need to know your whole lifestyle your measurements you know your physical activity your um yeah exercise history uh, you know something that works for one person might not necessarily work for another um so as i said with with dj alcohol because i know you're americans <laughs> like that term oh, he's also from south carolina i'll just <laughs> really? let you know that. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> um my partner would kill me for say but when um we went to the open in 
2014, I think it was, yeah. at the um, Royal Liverpool. And he nearly hit me with a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's my like claim to fame through DJ. I like nearly hit me with that golf ball. I was, yeah. So I will tell you what I was walking past holding. <laughs> Maybe in a pizza, <laughs> perhaps. Um, but yeah, in terms of you know, he's got it spot on because he he has got that natural physique. So he's not. Yes, he is suffering from a few injuries at the moment, but it's not. It's not necessarily through overtraining. It's probably through you know repetitive sure. training. You yeah. Know. Well, he was he's an athlete though. He he okay. played different sports. He was a very very good basketball player. So oh. the balance that, yes. that comes from that, yeah. um, and he is incredibly flexible. And uh, yeah, so I think DJ is a great example. And he and Brooks Kepka, I think, are gym buddies as well, oh, wow. from what I understand. So oh, It's always helpful, though, to have a gym buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it absolutely it is. is. So what, what's the average golfer that you work with then? What level of golfer? Um, so it varies. So I've got my youngest golfer is 18 years old. My eldest golfer is 67 years old. Um, I've worked with professional golfers, amateur golfers, and then, you know, someone who just likes to go and have a knock, <laughs> knock about and knock balls, you know, on municipal courses. So there is that variety. And that was, again, another reason why I really wanted to get into the golf fitness as well, because it's, it's nice to have something sp so specific. So as I mentioned before, you know, people saying, oh, I just want to lose weight or change shape. I've done that for 15 years and it, it, it doesn't challenge me. And within the golf fitness, I've really got to study each, each of my clients and as I said, look into the lifestyle and, you know, we still do this uh, with, you know, your standard clients, but with the golf, you've, they've each got a certain goal. So, you know, it's normally distance or, you know, reduce handicap, but there's different ways in which they can achieve that and they've not all got as I said from you know you can imagine the difference in between an 18 year old and 67 year old um, their range and their ability is so far apart so it's really finding that balance and being able to adapt to that particular client um, the same as obviously when you're training a pro golfer who is so hot and skill wise who are so to the T and got all of oh, so to the T no pun intended um, but I've got all of um, the different equipment to be able to measure their progressions as well um, so like your track man and swing you know they can actually physically see their differences and monitor it on you know a weekly as the training so it's a really nice kind of variety of so what does the athlete. average golfer come to you and say then is what, what's the first thing they say is it I need more distance, or is it? Uh, I I just want to get stronger. What What's the average golfer come ah, to you? What, what do they say? Um, normally, it's because they've noticed something within their swing, and they know that they can't that, that they're not reaching the full potential, basically, in in the swing for whatever reason that may be. Uh, that's why I would say the TPI assessment has really opened my eyes and and helped me identify their So just tell us what TPI stands for. So TPI is the Titleist Performance Institute. Um, 
prior to taking the qualification, I'd done a, a golf fitness specialisation through the NASM, which is the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, but it quickly became clear that golfers don't have a clue what NASM is, the same as fitness professionals don't have a clue what TPI is. Um, so it was actually a golf coach that recommended TPI to me and said, listen, you know, if, if you want to progress and really kind of attract golfers in, you know, Titleist Performance Institute is there for medical professionals, fitness professionals, golf professionals, working collectively as a team to improve people's golf. That's ultimately the goal, you know, regardless of what your background is, whether medical fitness or through golf, you know, we're there to improve people's golf and work collectively to do so. And as I said, that really opened my eyes in terms of the way that I'd been assessing people prior because I'd been coming from a very fitness background, obviously. Um, and through TPI, it's predominantly golf. So I learned things about swing characteristics and be able to identify that in somebody's hip mobility. Um, so yeah, in, so the average golf will normally come due to restrictions of the body, not necessarily distance. But I will always ask them to give me a goal um, specific to the golf, so something that they can measure it against. Um, so that may be the handicap or the distance, and that's where I work alongside the golf coaches. So what are the main, if there is, if you can say, areas of weakness for the average golfer? Ooh. Hips, I would normally say it's normally the mobility. Normally around the hips, depend. it all depends on, again, their lifestyle. So what job they've been in, especially a lot of office workers. It, you know, it is mainly mobility. Um, and people don't realise, and again, it's something that's highlighted through these assessments, the lack of range of motion because they don't think that they do these certain movements. So just say, for instance, a pelvic tilt. They may not realise that they do that during a golf swing and how that would affect the golf swing. But then when they do it, they're like, oh, I really can't, I, you know, I can't straighten my back or and you're like, right, OK, so this is where we're working on. So it's normally obviously the core area. Um, but I do see a lot of a lot that struggle with power because they're used to doing so just say for instance a rotational exercise because it's very similar to a golf swing and it's about educating people that it's that you don't necessarily build power from doing the same motion that you're going to be doing out on the golf course you've got to generate the power through the whole of your body um and as we say for, from the gap ground up um so yeah so it's a lot of people come to me and they don't actually realize what they want until I've identified it and highlighted it, pointed out and say, right, this is what we're actually going to work on. So if you can, for the average golfer, if they could work on one thing, Ooh. one thing <laughs> that would make the biggest impact on their swing, just obviously people are different, but what would be for the average golfer, one thing? In terms of the swing or gaining distance? There we go. Question. <laughs> There's a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so gaining distance, because I, I mean, I am the average golfer. Yeah. Uh, and many of the average golfers that I play with, <laughs> uh, they just want to hit the ball farther. Yeah. Okay. 
So for me, that would be your power generation. So that would be a mixture of strength and speed training, but also factoring in your flexibility. So, you know, it's a whole body sequence, but I would definitely work on the power through your lower body. That would be my one go-to. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I've, I've got it as kind of personal proof that, my, as I said, my distance is so much further than some of my friends that I play with who are far more skillful than me. I've been playing for a longer time than me. I may not be always as accurate as they are, <laughs> but I get a lot further down the course than they do. So it's yeah. I, that, that was my kind of go-to. Good. And what's more important, and I know these questions, this is a horrible <laughs> type of question uh, for any kind of training, because it's all important, and you're looking at oh, the whole person <laughs> and the whole game, and you, but strength or flexibility? So, oh, th there's going to be controversy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say, mm, I would say, so ultimately you need flexibility to be able to do certain movements to be able to obviously rotate to get a range of motion um through strengthening your muscles you're going to shorten them which won't help in the game and that's why you need to do it as part of a balance so i would say flexibility but <laughs> there's always a but but People shouldn't go out there and think, right, I'm going to train in yoga and I'm going to be the best golfer ever, ever, because there's a certain way of doing it and that's why I've extensively studied golf-specific fitness for that reason, because so many people out there will do it the wrong way. And as I said, you know, the likes of yoga is very good, but you need to be very careful because just lengthening lengthening your muscles you know it's not it's not the be all and end all it's about as i said mobility around the joint and getting that balance and also strengthening to gain your power um but yeah i guess you're never going to be any good at much if you've not got general flexibility so that would be yeah. that's going to be my definitive <laughs> there's a there's a, a female that i play golf with and she's probably half my width yeah uh, and at least six inches shorter than me. Yeah. And hits the ball as far, if not farther, than I do off the yes. tee. It drives yeah. me crazy. It absolutely <laughs> kills me. How flexible are you? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've never been the most flexible person on the planet. Uh, but uh, her, yeah, I'm obviously timing comes a lot in that, yeah. and the flexibility is, is huge. So, strength or flexibility, both. <laughs> In the last couple of months, obviously, we're just coming out of lockdown now. Golf courses opened back up a few weeks ago. Yes, yeah. Have you seen an, again, pun intended, an upswing <laughs> uh, in uh, golf interest over the last few months? Yes, de definitely. Um, when trying to book a tea time, <laughs> yes, I definitely <laughs> have. Um, no, it, it, it is brilliant to see, and I think through being in lockdown and people, you know, at, at the very start we were allowed out to exercise for an hour a day and just seeing people get outdoors, regardless of what type of physical activity, even if it was just walking, it was just lovely to see. And then, 
you know, as we got, I think everybody was chomping at the bit for golf courses to open because, like, it's quite easy to social distance, really, on a course. But, you know, trying to to work out, you know, how it's gonna how it was gonna work, and there has definitely been an increase. Um, whether that will stay, you will never know. I know, obviously, I'm based at the driving range, and certainly that was, you know, absolutely heaving <laughs> with people uh, trying to get bays. I know, you know, my partner went out and bought new golf clubs because the gyms weren't open and that was him, you know, saying I need this time that I would normally have in the gym to go and practice my golf. So um, definitely there's been an increase, as I said, whether it will continue, I would hope that it is. Um, because that, you know, participation in golf, I think, again, it's very, not a controversial controversial subject but um it, it has put people off in the past i think because of you know the etiquette behind it the cost to of be it quite sometimes. elitist yeah yeah, yeah yeah um and i know coming from a female point of view um quite intimidating sometimes standing on that tee when you've got people sat waiting behind you so it's really nice to see as i said people going out there and actually practicing golf and yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. Definitely being an increase, though. <laughs> when I'm yeah. struggling to get my feet <laughs> <laughs> It will be interesting to see if that continues. Yeah, yeah. Because golf had taken a bit of a hit. Oh, yes, one hundred percent. For the last few years, yeah. really, golf. It's nice to see those well golf clubs adapting and you know trying to get people back into it by offering you know temporary memberships, so you've not got that annual commitment, or you know making it a little bit more affordable for people to play golf. Um, and the municipals have been great coming back as well. So, yeah. yeah. How? So I know you're interested, obviously, in fitness, golf fitness in particular, but you're also interested in the mental health yeah. side of things. How can golf help people with their mental health? Um. So I feel with you know it's similar to any physical activity. Um. You can release your endorphins, your, you know, happy hormone. Um, but it's more than that, you know, it improves sleep, um, reduces depression and anxiety, stress. Um, there's just so much, even just being outdoors, um, you know, can really, I've realised definitely training outdoors has gave me a new kind of lease of life in that way. Um, but I think, in, with golf in particular, it is a very, it, it's for me especially, it's the sport that is so mentally challenging as much, uh, just as much, if not even more, than it is physically challenging. Um, so for somebody, you know, suffering from mental illness or somebody who just needs that balance in their life, I do firmly believe that you know, golf is such a good sport for that because I know, you know, when I'm out there on the course, you're thinking about so many different things, you know, are my feet in the right position? What club do I need to use to get to, you know, that distance? Um, is anybody waiting behind me? <laughs> you know, that's what I'm... So you're thinking about so many different factors that it does just take it into your own space. Um, regardless of whether you're playing with different people, if you know you could be playing with three other people, but you're still in that space on your own, and you know taking that time out 
I know that that can be off-putting for people sometimes that, you know, they're going to be away for four hours, maybe. Um, but it's so important to find that balance in life. And as I said, from, you know, a mental health perspective, when you think about all of the different factors and the elements that any type of physical activity do, you know, produce and, you know, how, how effective it is, definitely recommend golf as one of them activities at the top there for you. Yeah. I mean, simply a 30-minute walk outside every day. Exactly, yeah. Can, as you say, it can improve sleep, it can change your whole perspective on life. Yes, so definitely. if you can get out for three or four hours, exactly. <laughs> it and just compounds that, doesn't it? You know, many of my friends would say, Charlotte, I would never walk. If you said to me, walk from here to there, which is, you know, we're talking... 400 yards I would I would say no it's not me because they're just not physically active in that way whereas obviously if you've got a purpose to walk there even better if you're walking there with a putter in your hands <laughs> then obviously you know you've got that purpose and you're doing it for for a reason and how could I put yeah it's just a different way of enjoying physical activity you know I've been out before um, and just put my headphones on and just gone to hit, you know, just do a quick nine hole. And what it's done for me is amazing because it's just, especially this was, you know, when the golf courses just first opened and I'm at home homeschooling, trying to run a business, um, got endlessly cooking and cleaning because we're all in the house. Um, so for me, sticking on my headphones and hitting the ball was just that oh moment not getting in a bath or anything like that it was literally just yes this is my zen this is my Your happy place <laughs> yeah yeah definitely self-care self-care yeah. is so important so when important. you're dealing with mental health and anxiety issues and yeah that and that self-care will look different for different people won't it it, but, it will do it will do but golf is a is a great yeah. example and if you aren't just out by yourself you're out with one two or three other people yeah. just the social side the social aspect of it, it and again it comes with any type of physical activity you know again for myself i've always been group exercise so we mentioned it before about gym buddies if i've not got a gym buddy i'm going to do group exercise in a studio and it won't get me the results that I necessarily want as quick as I would want. However, it's it's good for my mental well-being, for my general well-being. So I don't, I always choose that. Yeah, I've had some amazing conversations on the golf course. Yes. And you know, <laughs> you've got three or four hours <laughs> to yeah. have those conversations. Yeah. And, and it's good when you are so busy in everyday life. You know, I do use it to catch up with some of my friends whom I might not have seen. And, you know, I think that's where the etiquette comes in sometimes, <laughs> where we're like, gab, 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 gab. And, you know, when we hit the ball on two different sides of the fairway, it's always <laughs> great. But, um, but no, it is that social. And it's, I think as well, being in that open space is not as intimidating as being, you know, maybe in a room with somebody or being in a gym. You, you know, you don't feel as if you're being looked over or judged or, you know, it's just that just that nice nice space to get out and enjoy some fresh air as well while we can 
when we've got the weather, of course. Of course. <laughs> and they're very seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will play in all seasons. Uh, and I think we're going to have a couple of those seasons today. Yes. Uh, so hopefully the weather picks up before I go out this yes. afternoon. <laughs> Are you doing any work with junior golfers? So this is something that we're looking into at the minute. Um, obviously, we're waiting for the studio to be built at the minute. I've got my fingers in a hell of a lot of pies with Elevate. It is evolving faster than uh, I would probably care to admit, really. <laughs> um, but so I started, again, going way, way back when I was in Kingsway. Um, I used to train adolescents as part of, um, because it was a council leisure centre, uh, we got a lot of referrals, we worked with a lot of schools, um, and working with, uh, well, we got, or I got my um, coaching adolescence badge, and from that, I, I used to run a programme, and it was based on, basically, physical activity, nutrition, and, um, like, the psychology of, you know, it was mainly obesity in children, Um but this is something that is kind of, I've, I've never really thought about it until we met a mutual friend of ours. Um, and I had a lovely discussion yesterday with what, another friend that I started off with on the Wirral, um, running children's activity. And it is definitely something that I do want to focus on because I'm quickly realising there is just nothing for golf. There's no... There's no Okay, I'll say that. There's no physical activity for children in in golf. So you know when you've got you see it in tennis, you see it in um, football, especially in this area. And apart from the coaching element, there's nothing really fun and physical that may appeal to children unless it's being brought into throughout the family, if that makes sense to you. So golf is normally something, come out with mum or come out with dad to hit a few balls to play. Um, in my opinion, you don't really see children say, or watch it on the telly and go, I want to be a golfer. I think that's something that's got to be in the family. Um, and I do want to kind of bring it back and look at the experience that I've had in the past and kind of collectively bring it together and, you know, again, I'll probably end up creating another brand. <laughs> That's all I seem to be doing at the minute. Um, but yeah, I would love to design a programme that kind of filters into both areas. So and it's not just about the coaching of the golf, but it's looking at the physicality and hopefully, you know, producing some amazing golfers through it. Um, and again, it's doing it the right way. You can't just say to a kid, right, we're going to start strength training when you're eight years old. There's, there's, you know, there's procedures around it and there's ways to do it. And again, that's not going to be their interest. It's going to be about the motor skills and looking at the coordination and different things that maybe coaches don't focus on as much because they're looking at the skill level. Whereas I'm looking at the base, I'm looking at, you know, what we've got to build on from here and what they enjoy as well. So it is definitely an area that I would love to explore and will probably be exploring in the next year. Great. Um, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be great get the get the kids in for their, their golf training and they're yes. doing sit-ups and push-ups. And <laughs> <laughs> Not just swinging a club. You know what, when it's, when it's presented to them as something like a, mo a, a boot camp, 
you know, a what's not count. exactly That's... what's not fun about that. And uh, you know, I know I actually, well, I think somebody has actually came up with this idea. Don't know how successful it is, but we used to run something in David Lloyd called cardio tennis. And it was for those people who weren't great at tennis. So you're learning a few skills, but you're looking at your fitness. And something with them same elements for golf would be great because not just standing there and, you know, correcting your stance and, um, you know, choose, choosing your clubs. Like, you can make it so so much more fun than, you know, what what, what the actual game is. Because <laughs> let's face it, it is, it's a very inconsistent game for some of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, making it fun for kids and just getting them into golf. You know, this is a little bit off topic, but... Um, it's the same about women trying to get build female participation um, because again sometimes you'll get introduced to it through your partner, your husband, your son a friend and I know so many women who haven't even stepped foot on a golf course but they've had 20 lessons and you know they'll go to the driving range but it's that kind of Oh, intimidation kind of actually getting onto, you know. It's golf is meant to relieve golf, anxiety. Not, exactly, not, not, not build it. it up. And I will tell you, I've I've boxed before, and I've never felt anxiety the way that I've felt standing on a tee box sometimes on my own. It, it's only within the last two years I've actually felt confident enough to go out and play on my own. So that is a big, you know. I, I'm going to stick this in here. We did um, meet me, my friends and I. We created. Um, a business called Hit and Hope, uh, which is golf events for females only, um, where we play on like a reduced par three, just nine holes, and it is just to try and get females to to actually play. Um, it's not scored in a way where it's you know how many how many times does it take you to hit the ball into the hole. It's not you know it's not that it's diff based on different challenges. So you know. Can you hit the ball onto the green tick box? Um, can you get the ball out of a bunker? Um, can you two put or you know? Can you, you know, just simple things. So simple challenges that yes, you would face on the golf course, but it's not in that intimidating environment. And you you still run that now? Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. most of our events were cancelled this year. So yeah. we were supposed to have one on the twenty first of June. Um, but that was cancelled and I think moving forward we're probably looking at next year because we do, you know, you're looking at 20 to 30 women going out to play and again it's as much as of the social aspect, it's trying to build a network of, you know, similar ability females who can go out and play with each other, um, so yes, probably next year will be our next events. Okay. Building on that, what are your kind of longer term plans with Elevate then? Oh, this is exciting. So <laughs> so this morning, you probably won't even know, but this morning I launched a new website. Um, something really hit home with me that I saw last week on, um, on a, a marketing post. Um, and it was about humanising your business and, you know, really personalise it and people... People buy into people, so, you know, personalise your brand. And I've, again, I think it's, and I don't mean to play this female card again, but golf is, is male predominant, I would say. And 
I've always hidden behind the brand and used we or you know as, as a term rather than I I've never introduced myself as Charlotte so nobody's really known who's behind the brand whether it's male female even email responses have always been you know the Elevate Fitness team um, so this is something that as I said really hit home and especially you know you can't get more humanized or personalized than your daughter's names being the brands um, so I've changed my website which is launched today um, I am in the process of building a team so I've got more people who'll be joining Elevate Fitness and Training um, all specialized in their own individual areas um, and you know it's to help obviously the general you know our, our general clients but golf clients as well where we're getting a nutritionist, a nutritionist um, on site. You know, she is incredibly experienced, knowledgeable, far more than what I am in that field. Um, I'm hoping to get a sports therapist as well on board or a physiotherapist, would, you know, would be great. Just so that we can, again, work collectively and give the best advice out there. You know, I don't do things by heart. <laughs> and, you know, it's about building that brand but really delivering what we do um, I've also created <laughs> a fitness concept so a new golf fitness concept which I'm hoping to launch in around September but we're just going through trademarking and all that stuff at the minute logo design and um, I did want it I did want to keep it separate to elevate but again we've decided to keep it as part of the brand because it's ever evolving so why move away from it we're just building up on that and that is the thing that I'm most excited about um, this new fitness concept because as I mentioned before I think most people who practice golf fitness they come from a strength and conditioning background which yes I've got experience from being you know personal training for 15 years it was heavily based on strength and conditioning um, but because I'm very group exercise orientated, this fitness concept has never been seen before. So I cannot wait to share it with you eventually. Um, but it's something that I've never, I've never thought myself of being very creative. And it was something that was discussed around a dinner table, myself, my partner, my children. And it was that light bulb moment. And I just thought, this is really good because it's going to be so accessible. Um, so affordable as well and hopefully will go worldwide because it is ultimately a web you know a web page it's going to be an app it's um so yes yeah, so that's that's where that's where i'm heading for it i would like to take my tpi level three and um, that means going over to california so i'm hoping to do that within the next three years um as well but yeah definitely continuing with you know my golf my golf, uh, I don't even know what, <laughs> my golf people, my, no, definitely um, pursuing and going down my, you know, staying with my golfers um, and really focusing on their needs and, you know, hopefully getting UK back up to the standard of American golf and fitness. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> what, what is your biggest passion in all this? 
So you can give, you can answer this two ways. Yeah. So which aspect of this is your biggest passion? Yes. But also, why do you do it? Oh. So what is your passion and what's your biggest passion with the work? Um, so for me, anybody who knows me knows I just love, but I just love seeing people achieve their goals and not, you know, not only in terms of fitness or, you know, just supporting people building their empire. And I think because I've had so many opportunities and being successful, it's only through other people's that it could just be their words of encouragement that have pushed me forward or it could be their recommendations or you know their referrals so it's just about giving back and I know that sounds really, really cheesy but I just love pe I just love being around people I'm, I'm very much a people person um, and when like it's not work to make it like I think it's ridiculous that people actually pay me to do this because I have so much fun with it and as I said just I love getting to know people um, their background and making them feel really comfortable in their environment when you know especially through fitness where they may not have had the best experience before um, or they've been used to I don't know it's like adapting to people so knowing when to push them and when, and when not to, you know, there's been people who have come to train with me on a certain day and I've recognised that they're not in the right headspace and said, let's go for a coffee instead because you need somebody to talk to. You don't need somebody to push you and train you today. So it's being able to recognise that. Um, in terms of, oh, like, what really motivates me is the educational side of it and as I said, it's becoming a lot easier for me to educate people on golf fitness now because it is a talking point within the industry when you see, you know, these different golfers. But I know um, the Tiger Woods documentary was on not that long ago on Sky Sports Golf. Um, DeChambeau, like every, all the talk about DeChambeau, then you've had people go out with injuries. Um, you know, it is a real highlight now and as I said it is predominantly in America but hopefully it's filtering through and people are understanding that even if you just go out to play casual golf you're still working as an athlete you're still working you're still working your muscles just as hard as anybody else is trying to swing that golf club and you know if you're not working functionally then you're never going to benefit from it in later life um you know it's a shame you know, I'll bring use Mike as an example. My partner, um, he suffered from an injury when he was younger, and that has massively affected him going into later life. Just in terms of going out for a walk or cycling or sitting in certain chairs, you know, and that it's really sad to see that somebody who's not even forty yet can struggle to get out of bed sometimes because they've not had that training, that rehabilitation that was uh, necessary. And that's why I do really focus on functional training. You'll say I always use TRX and resistance bands so that it benefits your whole life. So it's not just for golf. You will see a difference in your whole lifestyle in the posture in the way that you walk, the way that you sit, you know, your energy levels. You know, there's so many different elements of it. So that's why it's very important to me to, you know, be that little, <laughs> that little person to deliver that. <laughs> Fantastic. 
So really your passion is about helping people. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm and just... the way that you do that is through fitness and golf fitness in yeah. particular. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. It's great to see your passion and how I much you love, love it. <laughs> how much you love what you do yeah, as well yeah, as how exactly. much you love people. It's so important though. It is, you know, you've, I've been in jobs which I've loved but not realised how much I actually hated them until I've walked away from them because when I'm doing something, you've got the whole of me. So, you know, I'm very much jumping feet first and I'm committed to, you know, do that task. And as I said, it's only when you kind of walk away from that and think, wow, we've been doing that for somebody else and not being recognised. And, you know, it's not always been about recognised, but when you can't even recognise it yourself, how hard you're working to the detriment of, you know, maybe family life or, you know, self-care, then that's where, you know, yeah, that's where, <laughs> that's where it ends, isn't it? So. Yeah. And the podcast is called Seeing When You're Losing. So working through the difficult times and some golf can bring you out of those difficult times yes, sometimes. Yeah. But also it is good to win. And so the fitter you are, yes. if you're as competitive as I am, <laughs> you want to win. Every sports <laughs> person on the planet is so competitive. Like I can't even play a game of, you know, charades or whatever. <laughs> I'm banned from all board games with the family. <laughs> yeah, my wife would say she's not really competitive, but you put a board game on the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's the worst in the family. Where can people find you? Where can they locate you online? Um, so my website is www elevatefitness.com remember that spell is in Ella and Ava um, I'm on Facebook well on all all means of social media um, if you type in for Elevate Fitness and Training but it's also found on under Golf Fitness Wirral um, and I do try and keep a post up every day um, but as I said it's more for educational purposes rather than you know well obviously it's there to help you but it is there for educational purposes so that you can not necessarily build your own program for it but you can actually see you know what the benefits are I always try and explain just a little bit about how it will help you and improve your golf game so uh, you know I'm not an insta girl I'm not <laughs> you know that's unfortunately the way that's part of our uh, industry goes at the minute where you know it's all about aesthetics and you know how you look and for me it's about much more than that so they're not all flattering photos but at least it gets <laughs> to the bottom of why it's beneficial for you absolutely <laughs> it's been a huge privilege oh, no, chatting so with you this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love what you're doing oh, i think the, the golf fitness stuff is fantastic uh, it's lovely to see a female entrepreneur going for it as wow. well and trying to make the most of everything yes. that you <laughs> do, everything that you love, your passion, yeah. uh, and make, building this business that wow. is going to change people's lives. Yes, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> That's well, the plan. But no. but so no. well. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Sing When You're Losing podcast with the inspirational Charlotte Ford. Please look us up on Facebook, Instagram, and anywhere you find your podcasts. If you found this helpful, leave a review and spread the word as well. Don't forget to subscribe or to check back for next week's exciting conversation. The world is a crazy and unpredictable place, so don't forget to sing when you're losing. <laughs>